This episode is brought to you in part by Wholehearted Love, a new book by Caleb and Stephanie Rouse. Overcome the barriers that hold you back in your relationships with God and with others and delight in feeling safe, seen, and loved with Wholehearted Love. For more information, go to Tyndale.com. You're listening to episode 44. Mind blown. Of the in-between podcast where you'll hear simple solutions for living an extraordinary life. My name is Daniel M. And I'm Christina M. Well, what is so mind blown for you, Christina? Well, today we're going to be talking about five unexpected lessons we've learned in 2018. Mm. Uh, mind blown because these are all amazing lessons that we have learned and personally gone through in this past year. And also the fact that 2019 is like just around the corner. Can you believe that? Yeah, <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, I know. You're like speechless. It's yes. so soon. Because <laughs> uh, so, well, that means our kids are growing up. Yes, and, yeah. exactly. Yeah, and, sad. you know, oh, well, I mean, it's good in some ways, too, right? Like the, the fact that they can do a lot of things by themselves. But it's also, true. we just celebrated uh, one of our good friend's baby shower. And Daniel, the size of those newborn diapers, I can't even. They were like, I think the girls' is like dolly diapers are bigger than that. And like all these moms, a lot of them are already done having kids. So we literally passed around the little tiny diaper and smelt it. All of us were like, oh, baby smell. (laughs) (laughs) Which is probably actually chemicals. It it totally is. We're like, oh, no, (laughs) we want more babies. (laughs) Oh, Which is funny because I was talking to one of my friends and we were talking about the new car smell. Oh, and we were like, yes. oh, this is awesome. And then, oh, so that's it, what guys it, talk about. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you don't talk about newborn no, diaper smells? No. And then eventually we were like, oh, you know, actually, we're probably just, this is all just probably chemicals that we yeah, like. Yeah, <laughs> like leather and plastic. <laughs> Precisely. Well, without further ado, let's get straight into it because I'm excited to hear these lessons probably as much as you are. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, number one. Sometimes difficult roads can lead to beautiful destinations. Mm -hmm. So I know that sounds like, ah, but really, like during the business boutique conference that we went to about, I think, three weeks ago, I remember turning around to the person sitting beside me and I didn't actually know who she was. But I was like, do you realize that like speaker after speaker after speaker has come up and said, you know, it was the year 2007 or it was the year 2008 um, when I started this business or Mm. when I thought I needed to change. And I looked at literally this stranger and I was like, man, I wish I started my business in 2007. I wish I was there in 2008, ready to, you know, rock the world with my, my new idea. And we were like, what is so like key about that time? And you know what it was, Daniel? What was it? It was the crash of the market. Oh, yeah. So I don't think we felt it as much in Canada, especially we weren't in like stock markets or in business. But I remember reading like the devastation that happened, especially in America, Mm. because a lot of people's houses went into foreclosure. They became unemployed, um, you know, lost everything, lost their retirement plans and all of that. And here we are like 10 years later saying, oh, wow, I wish I was in that time. Well, why is it? Because the fact that they went through 
a really difficult time mm. and maybe just had to reevaluate their life and reevaluate their plans and, you know, where they're going to get their next paycheck. Yeah. And sometimes out of really desperate times or sometimes out of really difficult roads, your path kind of changes and you're like, okay, I wasn't, I wanted to do this. Maybe I was too scared to, but now we've come to a point where we need to take that leap. Yeah. And sometimes it's, it's, particular moments like that where you're like okay well this what else can I do and uh-huh. and that that gives you the extra push to be courageous right because I know a lot of us probably have ideas that we're like oh you know I would love to try this one day but mm-hmm. we want a paycheck or we want the security of the consistency you know of what is yes but to just kind of move forward and 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 try to build a business out of something that was just really an idea is daunting it can be daunting completely and we'll talk about it a little bit more later in the podcast but like even starting this podcast Daniel mm. like I don't know about you I guess you've been in the podcasting world for many years but for me I was like shaking in my boots I was like what if what if what if um and I remember reading this was the other day on one of my Facebook friends post and she a friend that's on Facebook or a Facebook friend uh, a friend that's on Facebook <laughs> I guess both right yeah. but yeah I get why you're making that um, distinction but the quote that she posted was you often feel tired not because you've done too much but because you've done too little of what sparks a light oh, in you that is really good is deep right wow so first like and i even commented i'm like yeah that's true but also like kids because <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, yeah. yeah sometimes you're just tired because you have kids mm. and but later on seeing other people's comments they're like this is really hitting home because i don't actually know what gives me that spark anymore yeah no that's that is so good so there's this guy um mihaly chikasamagali i have no idea we'll put that in the show notes yeah. right it's his last name is like okay. the polar opposite of ours <laughs> it's all the alphabet versus like two letters yes exactly super califragilisticexpialidocious <laughs> pretty much pretty much okay but he wrote this book called flow okay. that talks a lot about uh, it, it talks a lot about the talents and strengths finder stuff that we talked about on on a previous episode. Yeah, we'll where, put it in our show notes. Yeah, don't worry. where where basically it's if you're in your flow zone, okay. you get so much energy and so much life and 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 all that from Completely. that. And the reason that kind of comes up is you were talking about this idea of if you do something that sparks you that actually mm-hmm. gives you energy mm-hmm. right so as many of our listeners know i'm i'm still plugging away on my book yes. yesterday finished chapter five Woo-hoo! so i got three more chapters to go and i mean so so we'll as the book launch date gets closer we'll, we'll, we'll obviously it. share a little bit yeah mm-hmm. but but as i'm writing the book i'm reflecting a lot on the gig economy on the freelance economy mm-hmm. on this idea that hey there are things that we can do on the side and the fascinating thing, as I've talked about this with both boomers and Gen Xers and millennials mm-hmm. and Gen Zers yep. now, is that a lot of boomers are thinking, okay, but if you do a side hustle, if you moonlight, if you gig on the side, that's actually going to detract you from your full-time job. It's going to mm. detract you from... So a lot of boomers that I've met... So that's their mindset. Yeah, they they're, okay. they they know that this is increasing, but they're leery of it. Okay. Whereas when I talk to a lot of Gen Xers and uh, millennials, in particular, they're like, no, but by doing this, some sometimes it's just because I got to have more money or yeah, we want to go on vacation hustle. or we got to do right. that. But a lot of times they're doing it because, hey, actually, this is 
going to give me the time to do something that gives me that spark Mm -hmm. or by doing this it is the spark in my otherwise mundane job yes and actually i had that same conversation and i feel like maybe hopefully i you know put a light into her you know pathway but um our neighbor's daughter who's 16 she is working part-time with her aunt and her and um making quite a bit of money and she's like i hate it christina like this is what i think some of my family wants me to do later on but I hate it Hmm. and I said okay well truthfully yours you could go two ways one you seem to be really good at it uh and this might be a pathway that you could make quite a bit of money Hmm. uh and you can say no to that that's fine it's not everything about money but not everybody gets to do what they love a hundred percent of the time I was like maybe this would be something that helps you pay the bills that helps you pay for college and then you find something that you really love you're really passionate about and do that on the side. Mm. And she was like, whoa, what? I don't, what? And I was like, yeah, that's what you potentially could do. And maybe then later on, your passions would be able to turn into a business or whatnot, and you can follow that full time. But right now, I mean, you gotta have something that puts the bread on the table. Yeah, this reminds me of a Venn diagram. I don't know who first came up with it, Mm -hmm. but think about three circles that intersect. And these three circles will help you understand uh, what you could possibly be doing and if that side hustle should become a full-time thing or if the thing you're doing now should be changed. So it's a really good way in light of your conversation with that 16-year-old. So one of the circles is passion. So what are you passionate about? The another circle is what are you skilled at? Mm -hmm. And then the third circle is, is there a need? Does the world need it? Is there yes, an organizational you have need? To have, yeah. yeah. So if you're passionate about something, yep. but you don't have a skill, you're not skilled in it, okay. then no one's, there's not going to be an opening for you to fill. Gotcha. Right? So for example, if you love singing, yep. but you're not talented at it, <laughs> right? You just and had this conversation yeah, too. No like, one's going to pay uh, you for it. Exactly. Yeah. Even no one's going to watch your YouTube channel no. either. So and just they're going to shut you down exactly, on the voice. <laughs> exactly. So in light of that, that doesn't mean you stop doing it if you're passionate about it. Uh-huh. If you're passionate about it, then sing. Then sing at home, sing in the <laughs> shower, <laughs> but don't try to get a gig singing. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Right? So that's that's Especially that. since because we live in Nashville. I was like, guys, come on, like, you know. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Now, on the flip side, let's say you have some someone that's hey, I'm very skilled at uh, for example, here's a doctor, a doctor, right? Okay. So a doctor can be, you know, they, they went through medical school, mm-hmm. they, they did all their credentialing, they did everything, you know, so, so right. they, they have the skills, they obviously have the skills to be a doctor. Uh, and there's organizational need, right? Mm-hmm. We need more doctors, yes. right? So they are, are a sick. doctor, right? Uh, but let's say they are super passionate about singing, mm-hmm. right? They're super passionate about singing, right. but it has no relation to, to anything else right right and they're actually weak at it because they're not very skilled at it mm-hmm. right then it's like okay well here's a real life situation you're a doctor you're doing something that you may not love doing mm-hmm. because you actually love singing right but you're skilled and you're trained to be a doctor so be the doctor go join a singing group do karaoke right? or do ca- yeah karaoke <laughs> or choir yeah right so there's it, it works that way where it's like you need to find something that meets all three uh-huh. and then that's that sweet spot 
Gotcha. Where you can find those three things. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Well, along with finding your sweet spot and trying to figure out what uh, you need to do or what you can do, I think number two goes along with it, and that's do it scared. Hmm. What do you mean by do it scared? Well, and this is what I love. Christy Wright said this a bunch of times. Uh, during the Business Boutique Conference. And I actually remember her voice saying that as I was getting up to speak at the uh, Women's Leadership Forum. And I was like scared. I wanted to throw up on the side. And I just heard her say, do it scared. I'm like, yeah, I'm scared. I'm going to do it. (laughs) And it's just saying like, she was asking, how many times do we stop ourselves, not Mm. because of other people's criticism or whatnot, but because we're just even too scared to try. Mm. Like we're too scared to even fail, that we step away. Yeah. We, we don't take that leap and we talk ourselves out of it yeah. because what if? And so it was really interesting during the conference, she shared uh, from a book, Raising Up Boys, I think it was by Dr. Dobson. And she was reading a little part where he was talking about the differences between boys and girls. So boys, if like an accident happened or they made a mistake, they'd look at it and be like, well, that was weird. Mm. I guess I'll have to figure out something like if they're, you know, let's say they're skateboarding down a huge hill and they fall off and they're like, oh, well, I guess next time maybe I, you know, should use two feet instead of one. So let's try that again. Whereas a girl or girls in general, when they make a mistake or when they fail, they say to themselves, never again. So why do you think so? I don't know. That's just maybe the way that maybe that's how women live longer than yeah. men. <laughs> I don't know. That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> of just that way of maybe, you know, because we are as women like more nurturing and whatnot. But the fact that that's sort of the distinction that they've seen. Yeah. But because of that, I feel like and even in myself that as women, maybe we shy away from things yeah. because we're like, okay. well, I don't want to be embarrassed. I don't want to uh, fail like never again. Okay. okay. So she wasn't saying like shy away from that. Just know that that may be in you and you have maybe made those promises to yourself because you wanted to stay away from embarrassment or wanted to, you know, not be scared or anxious and like push through that. Okay. Okay. That's interesting. So let's, let's talk about starting this podcast okay. as an example. Yes. And it's, I mean, episode 44. Who would have thought? We're almost Who? a well, year I think, in. Yes. Yeah. And I remember <laughs> when we were thinking and dreaming and praying about this, you looked at me and you're like, okay, so we're going to start this and you're going to continue for the whole year. Yeah. We and have we, to, we if have you're to not willing to do at least a year, yeah, yeah. then we're not even going to start. And I was like, like I love starting things. I don't necessarily love completing things. Yeah. Okay. And so I was like, oh, just to to say yes and a huge commitment, not knowing, you know, with yeah. life happening and even like immigration stuff and if we we're gonna have to leave and all of that was a really big leap, like a big big faith step. To okay. Me. So let's compare my what yeah, what was yeah, going yeah, on in my that. brain let's versus what it. was going on in your yeah. your mind. So what was going on in your mind? As, and it wasn't that, just to give some context, it wasn't that, you know, we were just walking along on the road and we we're like, hey, let's start a podcast. Well, why not? No. Everybody starts a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> we were together. So yes. uh, we were together in Toronto at a mm-hmm. conference. Mm-hmm. I was speaking there and it was nice because we were together and your parents were watching our kids. Right. So it was just a few nights away. And and just one of the nights we were, or actually during the day, we were Facebook live, live. kind of interviewed together. Uh-huh. And, and then we just started talking and we we're like, hey, that was actually fun. And yeah. what could we do? And exactly. do you want to try? And as one thing led to another, the idea of the podcast came about. Completely. So what was your, what was going on in your, in your brain and in your heart 
when it the conversation got to the point of, hey, what if what if we actually do this? Do this. Well, first of all, I want to caveat that by saying we have been probably praying, um, especially for me in the last few years, that I would find that spark. Yeah. Because what I thought I loved before, which I still love, I really don't think that I can do. And plus, I couldn't work and, you know, with all the visa stuff. So I just sort of felt lost. I was like, mm. I have so many passions, but I don't really feel like I have a passion, if that makes sense to anybody. Yeah, and- like almost too many. And like, what, what one do you pursue? Mm. And it's probably been six years, right? Six or seven years that we've been really seriously, regularly talking about, hey, yeah. what would you like to yeah, do? Like yeah, like who am I? Who yeah. am I other mm-hmm. than a mom and like a pastor's wife and, uh, you know, a wife and all of that? Like, who am I? Yeah. So sort of that like, I don't know, that self-reflection, mm. but I guess I reflect a long time because <laughs> it, it didn't come easily. I'm yeah. sorry to say. But anyway, so I was really excited about this. and um, But I was scared, guys. Honestly, I was so scared the fact that, you know, there's people out there who are mean. There's people out there who are trolls and be like, you suck and like, shut up. And, you know, and we haven't had any of that, which I'm thankful for. And even if we did, I think we need to, you know, know that that's we're not trying to please everybody or what. Not and we're just doing what God has called us to do, but it still hurts. Yeah. It still hurts to mm. know that people don't like you and people don't appreciate what you're putting into the world, and it yeah. takes a lot of time and effort. And I was just so scared, okay. so scared of not being liked. Okay. okay, all that to say. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. <laughs> so, okay, for you, Daniel. So, what was going on in your head? Yeah. So, in my mind, I was like, okay. What does this look like? I would, I mean, I, w- I wasn't necessarily afraid of starting the podcast because okay. I already do two other podcasts. Yep. So that side of me was like, oh yeah, no, it's it's okay. We can definitely do another one. Mm-hmm. That'd be fine. I think in my mind, I was like, man, if we're going to be talking about marriage and parenting and our mm-hmm. life in the back of my mind, I was like, oh, you know, we've been married 12 years yep. at mm-hmm. that time. It was 11. Mm-hmm. Right. We have three kids. So it's it's not like we don't have any kids or it's not like our kids are infants. Right. So we have some experience. And even when I tell when people are like they look at how old I look, mm-hmm. you know, and they're like, how, how long have you been married for? And, and I say 12 years. They're like, oh, 12 years. Married when you were like yeah. 13. <laughs> <laughs> no, but but I don't know what it is at the they They're like, oh, OK, you know, you get this. Right. Is You're I, in it for the long haul. Yeah, yeah, I haven't. The look that people give and and the way that they react, right. it's not like a oh you'll see like it was earlier Before. on. Yeah. yeah, so I I get that there's some level of respect there, mm-hmm. but then in the back of my mind, I was like oh but you know then our lives are gonna be on display yeah. and and what about this and I it was just there were there was some fear there. Okay. But then I kind of got over it by mm-hmm. saying hey but you know what. We have been married for 12 years. Yes. And they obviously there there might be people who have been married longer than us mm-hmm. that are going to benefit from this. But there's a lot of people who are not even married or <laughs> are yeah. married less than 12 years yes. that hopefully we can help. Right. And I pray if 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 you are if you've been married longer than that that this episode and and this podcast mm-hmm. has been helpful as well Agreed. and you know we really try to be helpful in that way but I had the fear I had the I had the thought mm-hmm. but I just quickly I I always find ways to get over it. Okay. So like, you're not no, saying okay. never again. No, no, you're no, saying no. let's go on. Yeah, it's like no 
okay, how shut can I shut that down? Yes, yeah, let's there keep you on go. Going. So yeah. I think right there you see it's not just the girl and boy thing. It's like a man and woman thing. Okay, interesting. So um, the one verse that I cling to often when I'm just feeling insecure, uh, even maybe like, oh my goodness, we have like even today, like mm. we I've been so busy. And so we are, you know, recording on Sunday, going to put it on a Monday, yeah. which we don't like to do, but that's life sometime. Mm. The verse comes from 1 Thessalonians 5.24 and says, if God has called you, he will equip you. So the one who calls you is faithful and he will do it. Mm, so, I really like that. And another quote that I remember Christy Wright saying is, there is freedom on the other side of fear. Oh, but how many people never experience that freedom? The freedom because, because you're stuck in the fear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So she was suggesting and I loved it was like, okay, just do it once. So I was saying, even though I was really scared to, to talk, I was like, okay, I'm just going to do it and get it over with. And then realize like I didn't die. <laughs> and then you do it again. Like I was asked to speak another time or to consider it. And I was like, oh, yeah. don't ask me again. Yeah. But I was like, okay, so hopefully like the next time, the second time, yeah, I might still be scared, but I realized the first time I didn't die. So the second time I won't die. And this time, like maybe I'll be more aware and like don't trip on the stage or mm. something like, you know, like different goals. Okay. Yeah. And number th- the third time is, you know, don't sweat through your shirt. Like yeah. I don't know, <laughs> all these different goals. Right. So, um, and I loved also Amy Jo Martin. I don't know if you've heard of her before. No. She was actually the PR person for Shaquille O'Neal. Oh, wow. She told a story where she actually taught Shaquille O'Neal how to Twitter. <laughs> how to yeah. tweet. Yeah. Well, that, no, he said, can you show me how to Twitter? Oh. <laughs> yeah. And she was like, tweet. So, okay. So she's been really, really big. She even did like PR for The Rock and oh, all wow. that. That's awesome. Um, so she asked us to reflect and she was like, what? The worst thing that can happen, whatever scenario you're scared of, what's the worst thing that can happen Mm. and write that down. So maybe like for me, for talking, um, I'll say something really stupid. Okay. So write that down and write down. What if I fail? Mm. So what if the talk goes horrible? Then write it down and keep asking yourself, then what? Mm. So you're scared. I fell on stage. Then what? I get up and everyone's laughing at me. Then what? Well, maybe I should make a joke about it so that everybody's, we're laughing together. Okay, then what? Well, pick myself up and begin the talk. Okay, and through that, I think you might be able to realize that all those scenarios that you thought were super scary, maybe they're not as scary as you think. Or you already have a plan, like a battle plan. Okay, if this goes wrong, we're going to take it this way. Mm. If the unexpected thing, we're going to do it this way. Yeah. And so I think that would help. Man, that's great. That's great. And before we go to point three, I mean, seriously, if there's something that you are afraid of, if there's an opportunity that's coming up and mm-hmm. you're just fearful of what if, what if, what if, I mean, those are great questions to think about. Yeah. Right. And you can go to inbetween.org slash episode 44 to get that written down on our show notes, especially if you're driving or working out or you mm-hmm. see that. On- the wait is over. Find out what happens in the thrilling conclusion of the 12th Dead Sea Squirrels book, Babylon Breakout. Hi, I'm Mike Naraki, co-creator of VeggieTales, voice of Larry the Cucumber, and author of The Dead Sea Squirrels. Get ready for more daring rescues and hilarious jokes as Merle and Pearl and their animal friends embark on a ridiculous mission to bust the kidnapped Gomez family out of Babylon, a Bible-themed amusement park with talking animals. Young readers will love the nutty misadventures of 10-year-old Michael and his friends and will learn all about biblical life lessons such as forgiveness and friendship. 
Read all 12 Dead Sea Squirrels books. Available wherever books are sold. On the show notes. All right, number three, give yourself the permission to be a beginner. So if we're just starting out, you're not going to be the best. Let's say it right now. Uh, There's really not that many people who are overnight successes. No. No, not at all. I mean, just if you love business or, or, or thinking about starting a business, um, that podcast, how I started, how I built this. Yes. Yeah, how I built this yeah, is a great it's one. It's an NPR one. We'll put it in our show notes. So yeah. Guy Raz interviews all these different people that have huge businesses. So like the Kind Bar, Lululemon. Spanx. Spanx. Yeah, yeah. that was it. Bobby Brown. Like yeah. all, I mean, it doesn't, just business in general. Yeah. And it's um, so cool to see that they weren't overnight successes. Right. And how they had to, uh, how they didn't know so many things and how they had to build that up completely and I remember one interview he did was I think it was for honest tea and they got into whole foods Mm. and he was like I mean they were making it in their kitchen And, and they got into Whole yeah, Foods. Yeah, and they got into Whole Foods. And then Guy Raz was like, well, then that was it. You were done, right? You made it. And he was like, no, 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 no. That's actually where I think people make the mistake. Because instead of saying we made it, it, we said it's time to get to work. Wow. Because then they had to find like production people and yeah. like start to hire and all of that because they didn't want to just be in Whole Foods. They wanted to be like in your grocery store at the gas station, all of that. So he was like, no, it was time to really, really put it in. Wow. So, but they, like I said, they started, they were literally making it in batches in their apartment building kitchen. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I remember another thing that Christy Wright said at the conference was the impressive thing. Things in life often start out as very unimpressive things. We just see the end result, right? That's so true. Yeah. We see the people raking in billions of dollars and you're like, well, I want to be like that. Yeah. But do you really understand the sacrifice that goes behind those? No, that's true. Maybe not. And this, this is a good reminder for me too, because... I love writing and I'm so grateful that I've had the opportunity to to write two books mm-hmm. and I'm working on my third and and sometimes you kind of compare and and it's hard not to compare. Right. Right and you're like, "Oh, that person just launched their book and they're like, what? How is that's Yeah, they're crazy. number 1 New York yeah. Times bestseller and I was like, already. I want to be like that hopefully <laughs> one day, but you know, and and it's just like, okay, yeah. But you realize how many books they've written or how hard mm-hmm. they have worked or or obviously there are there are the kind of the the five minutes of fame type of people. Right. Do you the, remember that girl? Today is Friday. Oh, yeah. Friday. Whatever happened to her? I don't know. <laughs> really? She literally had her like maybe million dollars and then has, yeah. we don't know where she yeah. is now. <laughs> so there, the, there is a lot of that. Right. But yeah. then you look at the number of times people failed. Right. I love mm-hmm. this book uh, by this theologian, J.I. Packer. His, he, he wrote this book called Knowing God. Mm-hmm. Classic. I mean, it's like over 60 or 70 years old now, probably. But it was like his 11th book. But there's not many people who know what his books came beforehand? Or no. What? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, I mean, and that's okay. time and time again. Yep. There are so many authors where it was like that. Mm-hmm. Like J.K. Rowling. Oh, yeah. Right. I mean, her original Harry Potter pitch was rejected 12 times. Well, and she was a single mom with it <laughs> or that was something like she was unemployed or almost going to be homeless or something. I just remember she was going through a really tough time. Yeah. Beatrix Potter, you know, the tale of Peter Rabbit. Yep. She self-published that. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Madeline uh, Langle, A Wrinkled yes. Time. You know how many times it was rejected? 
26 times. Oh my goodness. So, and I also feel like she was a little bit before her time, like ahead of her time, I yeah. should say, yeah, as yeah, well. Yeah. yeah. I love this quote. I can't remember who it is, but it says, Sometimes we aren't scared of failing, sometimes we are really just scared of looking small. Wow. Mm hmm. Wow. So, we're here to say, you know what? Everyone starts small, guys. Yep. Everyone mm -hmm. does. So, be that beginner. Don't stay there, but try. Yeah, that's so good. Well, let's go to our fourth point, which is I can love two different parts of my life. Okay. So do males struggle with this? Because I know that like females do, and especially as a mom, this was like revolutionary to me to understand. Well, explain a little bit more. Okay. So for example, there's a lot of mama guilt out there. Mm. And I feel like it's sort of like if you're not a stay-at-home mom, and you're a working mom, then it's like you're you're this type. Or if you are a stay-at-home mom and you're not a working mom, blah, 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 then you're this type. Like mm. maybe you're a better mom if you're this way. You're a better person if you're this way. You're a better career person if you're blah, 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 right? And so when I remember Christy Wright saying like, it's okay for you to love two different parts of your life. So it's okay for you to love your kids. You can love your kids and you can love your job mm. and you can still be a good employee or a good boss and you can still be a good parent mm. even if you love two, two different parts of your life. And I was like, whoa, whoa, why don't, why don't people say this more? I think there would be so much less mama guilt and so much less like women competition or jealousy or whatnot if we just realized, yeah, I love both parts of those parts of my life. Oh, that's good. So I remember at a different conference, a coworker of yours asked me, like, how in the world can Daniel get everything done? <laughs> what really? did you say? Well, I, I honestly said that you are probably the most disciplined person that I've ever, ever met. To the point where, like, you really compartmentalize things. Mm. I would say like when you're dad, you're hundred percent dad. When you're at work, we've actually had to have conversations where I'm like, baby, if I text you, you need to text me back. <laughs> so I know you're not dead. Yeah. Like if I say I love you and sometimes I'll see like those little bubble texts kind of, you know, when it's like the yeah, person's yeah, writing yeah, yeah. and it's like eight hours later <laughs> and then you write like me too. I'm like, I here I am thinking you're like making a sonnet because you've been like typing oh. for eight hours and literally maybe you just were like, we're in a meeting and you're like, I, I need to like finish and then I didn't get to yeah. and, like oh. eight hours later, I put like the number two down or whatnot. So we've had those things. I'm like, I get that you're at work and I get that you're focused, yeah. but you can't compartmentalize everything. Yeah. I need to know you're alive. <laughs> I need to know that you love me. <laughs> yes, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm trying, I'm yeah, trying. Yeah, and you're getting much better, uh, yeah. yeah. Well, it's interesting even, I mean, I don't really like the word compartmentalizing because when when I hear that word, I hear two-faced, I hear lack of integrity, I hear one person one time, oh, really? another person no, the other time. I feel like I hear waffles and spaghetti. Okay, you know? okay, like well, that's, that's probably waffles, another difference there. Like spaghetti all you know, mumble jumbled together. Yeah. So the biggest thing for me is I, to be a man of integrity, I want to be the same person at all times, mm -hmm. but I get what you're talking about in regards to the compartmentalization. Cause for example, the other two podcasts I do, they are work podcasts. Mm -hmm. You know, it's part of what I do at work plus all the other stuff I do. So that's as much as it's public facing and people mm -hmm. might, some people might know me as the host of this podcast or through this or that. Right. I mean, it's, that's work. Yep. Right. And then for this, 
our podcast, we do it at home. Mm-hmm. And for my writing, I do that at home too. And right. and for my my preaching at our church, that's it's the same thing. I'm either preparing a sermon for Sunday or I'm writing a writing my on my book. Yeah. And that's kind of the same time there. And I mm-hmm. just kind of put things that's the only way I can really bring order, I guess, to it all. You put things in different baskets. Yeah. Okay. So even having said all that, it's like, okay, but I, knowing myself and knowing Strengths Finder, mm-hmm. if you, if you go back to that episode, I am a learner. Mm-hmm. And the thing about me is if I'm not learning, I, my car is not moving. My engine's not going. Right. I can't, I have to learn. Mm-hmm. So for me, if I'm doing a lot of output, like podcasting is output, okay. right? Writing is output, right? Cause you're giving, you're writing inputs are, you know, what are your inputs? Right. Is it sports? Is it reading? Is it listening? And I know sports and <laughs> exercise was more of an input for me, <laughs> but it really is more of a, I want to eat chips and yeah. you know, I want to, exactly. I want to eat whatever I, I want to eat. So I, I have to work out 45. <laughs> exactly. So that's the only reason I'm working out. But for me, the input is learning. It's mm-hmm. growing. And and honestly, we've talked about Audible here and there. Right. And for our listeners, a lot of times we talk about, hey, this episode is brought to you by Audible. Mm-hmm. And, and really, it's because when you go and uh, start a trial with Audible, mm-hmm. that actually helps our podcast. Mm-hmm. Right. It's, it's part of the sponsorship deal that we've mm-hmm. worked out with them. So if you ha- don't have an Audible account, we would love it. We would be honored. It would it would continue to support our podcast if you were to go there and just sign up for a trial membership. Right. Right. It's all it is is a trial membership. 30 days. It's audibletrial.com slash in between. So mm-hmm. the reason I bring this up is because literally I'll I just open up Audible. Right. And I'm listening to this book. Everything happens for a reason by Kate Bowler. Mm-hmm. Right. My editor told me, hey, you need to listen to this. Okay. <laughs> so I, when do I listen to it? While I'm driving home, uh-huh. while I'm at the gym, at the gym yep. while I'm, when I'm working out, when I'm vacuuming, mm-hmm. when I'm driving home, right. I listen to a lot of, of books on Audible, right? So because this is just a way to, for, for me to continue to learn. And it's mm-hmm. such an easy way. There are books, obviously, that you need to sit down and read. Yes. And there's a lot of books that you can actually listen to. Yes. And if you're like Daniel, you're listening at like 2.5 speed. So everybody's yeah. like... No, 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 no. 1.75 <laughs> now. 1.5. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you slowed down a little yes. bit. Yeah. Before I was like, whoa, how do you even understand? <laughs> yeah, I wasn't understanding. <laughs> it was more of my, I just want to get this done. And I was like, I actually don't remember anything. I love it. So yeah, slow down. Yeah through. So, and along with Audible, I mean, I really love reading books. And I remember Jessica Turner, who wrote The Fringe Hour, she came to speak at our MOPS group and she was talking about self-care. So one of the things that she does is she loves to read, but she doesn't really have time. Mm. And so she recommended audiobooks because her, I think she is, her goal is to read 60 books in a year. And I was like, there's no way, there's no way. Actually, there is a way by audiobooks. And I think I'm almost up to 60. Yeah. Yeah. I read really fast (laughs) because sometimes you just have to like you get to the point or whatnot. And there's other times where I'm like, I love just listening to this. It's really great while I'm, you know, at the gym or like you're saying, driving or I'm doing dishes, cooking dinner and the kids are, you know, doing their own thing. I'll just pop in my earphones and I'll listen. And Audible makes that really, really easy. Yeah. So that's audibletrial.com slash in between. Our last name, I am. So audibletrial.com slash in between. And all you have to do is sign up for a 30 day trial membership. 
membership and you get a free book, a free audio book. And wouldn't so, it be great to have a free audio book while you guys are traveling for Thanksgiving? It's true. Or you're waiting for your turkey to be done. <laughs> there you go. Learn while you are cooking. Awesome. Last point. It'll never be enough until you realize you are enough and mm-hmm. that you have enough because God is enough. Wow. Yes. That's good. That's good. Yes. Let's say that again. It, it will never be enough until you realize you are enough and that you have enough because God is enough. Mm-hmm. Tease that out for us. Okay. So I'm not going to put anybody down or whatnot, but there is this book that has hit me really, really hard this year. And apparently it's hit a lot of people hard because I think you either love it or you're like, God, what are you saying? So I was reading this book. I actually listened to her audio book. Okay, She's yeah. very entertaining. And it was saying over and over and over again that if you work really hard and you don't care what others think and you maybe pray a bit because this is a Christian book, uh, apparently you will be successful. So hmm. it's literally that whole American dream pull pick yourself up by your bootstraps. Yeah, Yeah, life is going to be hard, but plow on and you're going to be successful. And isn't that alluring? Hmm. Isn't it attractive? We all want to be self-made. Yes, exactly. We want to be self-sufficient. Completely. But it's wrong, guys. (laughs) It's one big fat lie. Yeah. And I have to, and the whole time I was like, yeah, yeah. I was going, I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the more I thought about and prayed about it, I'm like, no, 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 (laughs) no. Lies. Wow. Yes. And the point is that I think especially, you know, if anybody has a social media platform or whatnot, like we struggle, guys, we struggle between you want the more likes and you want, you know, the Instagram curated feed. So you show and you beat the algorithms you want, you know, the Facebook lives and the Insta stories and you just really want to make yourself known or else nobody will know who you are. But that can quickly turn to the fact that you become so inward focused and selfish and narcissistic yeah and that's not what god calls us to to be or to do yeah well and whether you're a christian or not right because it's never enough it isn't it's just an endless chase (laughs) yeah and i remember having a conversation with a friend of like okay so when is it enough because i think your first like even let's talk about instagram your first hit is 1000 1000 people and you're like Mm. yes and then you want the 10,000 so you get the swipe up and then what else is it 50,000 100,000 then you want you know the people have a million and they want you know the how many k's can you have beside there right it's true and it was like well you know that's that's empty Hmm. in the end that's empty yeah because when you get there someone always has more right it's not a way to live a life no it's not and um i always think too like our prayer um and i hope y'all if you're listening like you think about it in your own life too like if god asks you to pack whatever up whether it's your house up whether it's your job whether it's your instagram feed whether it's you know your million followers on facebook if god tells you it's time to pack it up can you do it, first of all? Wow. Second of all, do you know who you are without your platform? Wow. Third of all, are you willing to live life without broadcasting it? And number four, can you realize that God is enough? Wow. <laughs> I was like, hello? Were, were you talking to me? <laughs> no. no oh, I'm talking to me. Yes. I'm yeah. talking to me. If, no, Daniel, wow. if God calls you mm. to be like, you know what? This book, we're done. We're not. I I know you've worked hundreds of hours of this. Yeah. We're done. Are you able to say, okay, God, delete. Wow. That'd be really hard. 
It would be. And honestly, it scares me sometimes. The fact that I have to struggle so hard. Like it says in God's word, like what good is it for a man to gain the whole world, to gain all of Instagram, to gain all of Facebook, to gain all of whatever, yet lose his soul, yet forfeit his own soul because he's putting his your desires and your self-worth and things that don't actually have any eternal meaning. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Well, a lighthearted episode yeah. for Thanksgiving week, <laughs> 2018. There you go. Well, we did want to leave you with something, y'all. Okay. Um, we have a free printable available to you on inbetween.org slash episode 44 to help you reflect on 2018. Mm. I know we're coming into Thanksgiving. Y'all know once Thanksgiving is done, we are full-blown Christmas and full-blown New Year's. And we wanted to give you a space to be able to write down, you know, what you've learned in 2018, what you're hoping 2019 to be, uh, what are your goals, and what are some things that you're scared of but you're going to do anyway. So this is completely for free. We just wanted to gift this to you as sort of a kickoff to our Sanity Saving Christmas Guide. We are going to be doing the next few podcasts about how to save your sanity as we get into the holiday season. Awesome. So be sure to go to inbetween.org slash episode 44 to get that. All right. And next week, Christina, what are we going to be talking about? We are going to be talking about unconventional Christmas traditions. Ooh, very good. Awesome. Well, thanks again for tuning in, and we will catch you next week. This episode was brought to you in part by the Enneagram and Marriage Podcast, an outreach dedicated to bringing joy, strength, intimacy, and purpose to couples seeking growth. Be sure to visit enneagramandmarriage.com to find your chemistry together again. or for the very first time.